Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And one of the best ways to do that is by sharing a delightfully illustrated, highly engaging book with our grandchildren. And that brings us to our guest today. Candace Fleming and Eric Roman are both award-winning authors of numerous books for children. They've collaborated many times before to produce such wildly popular books as Giant Squid, Strong Heart, Wonder Dog of the Silver Screen, as well as many of the much-loved Bulldozer series. But Candace and Eric are joining us today to share all about their latest book together. It's called Honey Bee. I am going to let them give you the subtitle themselves because I would murder that, but uh, you are going to want to hear all about this fascinating creature. So without further ado, welcome Candace and Eric. God, thank you. We're thrilled to be here. And well, it's, uh, thank and you. It's, uh, and before we start, how do you say the subtitle of this great oh, book? Let's do it. It's a it's the genus and species. It's Apis mellifera, or mellifera. Apis mellifera. Okay, because I was I got the apis right. The mellifera was giving me a little problem, but yeah. uh, I do want to I Plus do want to mention at the top of the. <laughs> it's it's just such a wonderful book, and I'm so glad you came out with it because it's not only will it engage the imaginations and the delight of the children, but it's also uh, has a deeper meaning. So tell us a little bit about, about the book itself and and why you wanted to write about the honeybee. Well, I mean, we chose the honeybee. We know that that. Um uh, sort of utmost in everyone's minds right now about honeybees and other pollinators is the fact that they've been placed on some have been placed on the endangered species list, and yet 70% of everything um, that is grown directly is related to pollinators. Um, and so the fact that they're vanishing is frightening, right, and requires some action. But how do you write that for young readers? You know, you don't want to give them grim statistics and um, a bunch of facts unless they care. And um, Eric and I firmly believe that for them to take action, to write something that spurs them to action, action requires empathy. And so we decided that in this case, instead of plunging right in with the plight of the honeybee and how we need to save them unless, um, we decided that we would show children um, just how marvelous and glorious one single honeybee, one honeybee life is, um, with the hope that not only will they see for themselves how glorious that life is, but that they'll care. They'll care about one bee. And if they care about one bee, they'll want to save all those bees. So that was our that was our goal. And so we told the story. It's really a birth-to-death story from one bee from the day that she is born so to speak, to the day that she wears herself out with the work that she does in her short 35-day life, and she drops to the ground. Um, but, of course, back in the hive, another honeybee is being born, so we have a, the continuing cycle of life at the same time. We hope that, some, you know, that there's some emotion there as well, so that kids really care. And the way well, can be the way that she describes oh, sorry, go the ahead, making Eric. of the book. Yeah, I was going to say the way that she describes the making of the book um, sounds sort of like step by step, uh, which it is. But um, one of the great things that Candy does is um, 
she's able to take these facts, this nonfiction. There's nothing in it that's that's not true of of the Apis uh, mellifera. Um, what she does is she finds a way to tell a story and tell it in a way that uh, as we turn the pages, we care more and more for um, uh, this one individual bee. Um, and I think that's the difficult part. I mean, we could all we could all go from task to task talking about the 35-day life of a honeybee, but how do you m- m- make it visually as well as through words um, emotional? Yeah. Uh, how do you connect uh, with your reader in that way? Well, I was just going to add, I must be a big kid myself because I found myself really starting to, you know, holding back tears at the end when the poor little honeybee had completed all her work. And uh, I was rooting for her to get to, uh, I will give a little tiny bit away, but get to fly and get outside. And, but they really, I mean, the way you do present the, uh, you know, the story and, of course, the fabulous illustrations, I think this is going to be such a gift on so many levels to to our grandchildren. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. And I loved that you got teary towards the end. Um, shows that you care. I A few weeks ago, I was in um, a school in Houston, and I shared it actually for the first time with kids um, to, to a group of third graders who um, did get teary as a group, which is um, unusual. And at the end, one of the little boys said to me, it, you said Apis stills. Do you mean that she died? And I said, yes. But then I went on to say, but look at the magnificent life that this one little creature has and, you know, tried to spit it pretty well. Um, But the next day, it was a Christian school, and the next day they had a a chapel, a school-wide chapel that they have, and they asked for prayers from the student body, and the third graders raised their hand and asked the rest of the school to pray for honeybees. And I thought, ha, my work is done, you know. That, it was just so wonderful. Now I'm going to so start crying some, again. They, <laughs> I know they oh, took that. Yeah, well, I did. That's the thing. I really did. And so they really did. The first piece of action they could think to do, their empathy, were, you know, ter- yeah, action required empathy, and they took action. So they actually asked everyone to pray for them, I think was brilliant, you know. Oh. And, you well, and in that, addition uh, to the emotion, I, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Eric, I just wanted to say, too, well, you find out so many fascinating things about the bee. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that was all, that was really a surprise to us as well. I don't know why. The more you investigate the, the natural world, the more uh, y- there's more interesting things, uh, you know, that you didn't ever consider. Uh, but, um, you know, that's one of the great things about um being a writer or an artist is it enables you to uh, jump deep. Um, and the reason why it's great to write for kids is because um, they have a, a thirst for for this. Um, uh, you know, some people think it, perhaps they're not as interested in what's going on in the world, but we found the exact opposite, is if you present it in a way that um, isn't uh, um, like a like a, a, a series of facts, if you tell them a story, um, they're going to be with you. Right. Well, and I like the way you laid it up because the story, of course, engages you immediately. And then you've got that that fabulous page. I didn't know they had five eyes. I mean, my goodness, there's a lot. Isn't that the wonderful? End, you know, 
Absolutely. And all the information about their legs and their, you know, their pouches. And I mean, I will tell you as a grandma, I'm going to have at least as much fun reading this to my grandchildren, you know, for my own safe self. Uh, But uh, you're right. We all have a thirst for this kind of information. Right. You're right. We all have a thirst for it, which is why when when, um, we create those books, we always think about all the readers. It's not. This is not a book just limited to kids. It's all of us can and enjoy it and learn from it and engage in it. Yeah. And that's the. That's the. Um, it's really difficult. I mean, how do you find a subject that that um, you know four year olds and and um, you know fifty uh, four year olds um, are interested in. Um, having said that, I'm going to completely disagree with myself. There's a million subjects. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a million subjects. Yeah. It's just the way that you present it. I mean, uh, science has shown that children become readers simply if people have books in their house. Mm-hmm. They don't have to even be read. Yeah. They just have to be there. And yeah. So if you show a love for books, if you show that books matter to you um, and the subjects within the books, then um, the children you're reading to, the children you're giving the books to, um, will share that enthusiasm the rest of their lives. Well, talk about a book to share and enthusiasm. I wish we could go on and on, but I know you have a big uh, schedule ahead of you today. But this <laughs> is such a lovely book. And for the planet, for we grandparents, for our grandchildren, I really hope people check out. Okay, I'm going to say the whole thing myself. Honeybee, okay. the life of Apis mellifera. Yes, I get that right. right. Yay! <laughs> well, what a delight. Do you have, we've got like a few seconds left. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners? Well, I just, I, I'm thrilled that um, that there are readers, that, that the people who are listening to you are people who are going to pick up a book and sit with their children and share. Share with the loved ones. Well, talk about loved ones. I think this is a special and very delightful gift to share with those little people in our lives. And thank you both so much for your time and for creating a book that's really going to help, as I mentioned, not only the people that we love, but the planet, the entire planet. So great talking with you, and good luck with Honeybee. Well, this is uh, Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. And I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.